Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Happy Monday. Uh, if it is a happy Monday at all, I would say. But happy Sounds Monday. Sounds like somebody's yeah. got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> all righty. 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. Um, so Donald Trump... Went on to his social media, what's it called? Truth Social, right? Yeah, Truth Social. And uh, made some big announcement over the weekend citing illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors' fairy tale, the far-and-away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. And then, hey, remember that time I said I was going to get arrested? That was based on a leak of a rumor. Like, we still don't even know if this is true. Does that matter? <laughs> does, it, does that matter? I mean, I know Fox News is reporting it, but then again, I, I'm old enough to remember when people stopped believing Fox News because they, they called Arizona too early or something. So it's just so difficult in this post-truth environment to know what is, what is real and what is not. By the way, um, I chalk all of this up, and for people who are going to try to, like, nail me down on, well, what do you think about this thing? I think a lot of different things about it, and I'm able to think all of these different ideas at the same time. They're not in conflict with each other. Like, for example, I put these all, like, Donald Trump, to me, goes under an umbrella of, now we all play by your rules. And I know people on the left don't want to hear it, and I know some people... Uh, that really love Donald Trump don't want to hear it either. And we can all lament the days when all of these standards were such that a guy who paid hush money to a porn star would not have, you know, won election to the presidency based on his moral turpitude, let's say. However, I am also old enough to remember when half the country told me that One's personal life is irrelevant to the job they do in their uh, public life, right? This was the argument in defense of Bill Clinton, which is why when the news came out about Donald Trump paying the hush money to Stormy Daniels, the adult film star, the porn star, and the left wanted to act all outraged about it, I said, uh, no, you don't get to act outraged about it. It doesn't matter. You guys said it doesn't matter. One's personal life doesn't matter. Now, to people on the right, people in Republican circles and voting in the Republican primary back in 2016, when you know these issues were being debated in the primary because, generally speaking, Republicans had not adopted that standard, Right. 
generally speaking, Republicans did not want to have a guy, you know, who literally wrote a book about how he would try to sleep with all of his friends' wives. They didn't they they were not looking for that kind of a you know personal life baggage in their uh, nominee for president. But in 2016, the primary voters in the GOP decided the Clinton standard applies. The personal life is irrelevant. Can he get the job done? Right. He fights. Right. And so they abandoned that standard. And here we are. This is what it looks like when now we don't abide by that type of a standard. It means you protesting about um, about his like people on the left, you protesting about his his personal peccadillos, his affairs, right? The scuzzy behavior. It doesn't matter. The audience for that has joined you. <laughs> the, the, right? You're making these arguments to a crowd of people that used to disagree with your standard but have now adopted it. Now, that doesn't mean all Republican uh, voters have. I'm sure there are a good bit that have not adopted that standard. But it's not a critical mass <laughs> anymore. That's what 2016 taught us. And by, by that cycle, right, that was baked into the cake. In 2020, it's all baked into the cake. But all of the stuff about paying off the, the porn star, you know what it got me thinking? John Edwards. Got me thinking about John Edwards. Former junior senator from North Carolina. He's a practicing attorney here in Charlotte now, if I recall. And, um, yeah, remember he got into trouble. He got charged with a whole bunch, like six or something counts. Yeah, because he took donor money and paid off the the woman he had an affair with and fathered the child with, right? He paid her off with donor money. And the question then was whether or not that is a campaign contribution and was that misuse of campaign finances. Do you remember what happened? They found him not guilty on one of the charges and then hung on all of the other charges. And he was never prosecuted again. He still practices law. So, again, your standards, guys. We are, right, we, we are now universally adopting the left's standards. Look, I don't like it. I don't prefer this. But these are your rules. These are your rules. Oh, also, after calling him meatball and desanctimonious for uh, a bunch of weeks now, uh, the Trump folks, I uh, saw they, they were demanding Ron DeSantis weigh in. Where's Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis needs to speak up on this. Well, Ron DeSantis did speak up on it. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to be happy when you hear what he said, but he did speak up on it. Uh, all right, let me get over here and get Ralph on. Uh, hello, Ralph. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. Hey, what what about Paula Jones getting paid $850,000 by Bill Clinton to, you know, to keep her mouth shut? Mm-hmm. No, it's... Just... Isn't that kind of like Trump paying uh, yep. for me? Sure. Yeah, but I mean, and I remember... When Republicans rejected that standard, Republicans thought that that was uh, inappropriate. They thought that he should not be the president. They thought that his uh, his moral failures uh, do impact his ability to be president and our representative. Uh, but um, I, we, uh, I, I lost I lost that debate. Well, you know, I, I like two dollar gas. And I mean, I like Trump's policies. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I really didn't care what he did. There you go. Right. That's the Clinton standard. 
Right. The, and, and Republican voters, Trump voters, have adopted the Democrat-Clinton standard. Absolutely. Anyway, well, have a good day, Pete. All right, Ralph. I appreciate it. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to, uh, to blow sunshine anywhere on you, whatever, or around you, uh, or smoke for that matter. I'm not, look, I'm, these are the standards. This is what I remember people arguing about in the 90s, and now everybody adopts the standard. So that means it, it that means it is the universal standard now. So no, I I don't care about the uh, and I, I'll get into the legal rationale for this, but this DA looking at the misdemeanor charge for uh, for paying the hush money, which by the way, uh, that the statute of limitations on that expired, and so now they got to try to elevate it to a felony charge, and that is a uh, that, that's a riskier prospect. They're they're going to go forum shop now. So that's that's one component of the story. The other component of the story here is Donald Trump trying to agitate his base to what? Go to New York City and protest? Guys, um, first of all, why would you go to hostile territory like New York City where the prosecutors, the judges, and the juries hate you? Hate you. You go there and protest, do you think you're not going to end up like the J6ers? Languishing in, in jail for a year, two years, cut off from family and friends and stuff? Do you, do, like, do you think that that's not going to be your fate? And by the way, do you think Donald Trump would ever pardon you? If you went to New York City, protested on his behalf, got the J6 treatment, do you think Trump would go help you? He hasn't helped the J6ers, so I don't know why you would answer that call. But, I, but again, uh, like this is just me being ignorant of this. I, I don't know why you would go do that and put yourself and risk yourself for this guy who he could have pardoned a whole bunch of people after the January 6th riots, but he didn't. There are a lot of people. Yeah, there are people that, that engaged in rioting behavior, engaged in violence and vandalism, want to see all of them prosecuted. But the people who just, like, got opened the door by Capitol Police and walked through, took pictures, yeah, no, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that they should be rotting in prison right now. I really don't. So Trump could have done something to help them, but he did not. He still has not. So I don't know. I, I, I just wonder, I wonder why he, people would respond to that call to action, knowing what, tr- what played out the last time, talking about... The rumor, based on a leak that was then promoted by Donald Trump on uh, his social uh, media platform over the weekend, that he uh, expects to be arrested, I guess, tomorrow over the paying of the hush money to the porn star back in 2016 or so, right before the election. And uh, the DA in Manhattan trying to elevate that charge, which is a misdemeanor and has expired, the statute of limitations ran out on it, um, trying to elevate it to a felony. I will get into the legal uh, issue in a moment. First, let me get Dean on here. Hello, Dean. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi, hi, Pete. Yeah, you know, I have a, I have a trouble, a little trouble with being on hold here. Yeah. Because, well, you, you, when, when I think of something, I call you, and then you you managed to intertwine three more stories that are all very relevant and very you know knowledgeable, and I, I I have trouble focusing back to the point that I started with. 
but it's it's a gift. I, I will. I'm going to practice that, anyways. Uh, <laughs> hey, on Trump and this thing, I have trouble discerning between the finding out the truth and trust because it seems like to me the truth is only history. It doesn't become truth until it's historical, till it's happened, because you can't predict the future. But what we're talking about with Trump is regardless of what he did or didn't do, is whether or not we trust him moving into the future. Am I looking at it too simple, or you know, is that the way? Uh, well, what's your what's? I don't know what's your what is the aim? What's the goal? Well, the aim is that if he gets indicted for this or he doesn't get indicted for this, it seems like there's equal parties on both sides that want it or don't want it, or they're they're all going to profit from it. Mm-hmm. But but when it comes down to Trump as a candidate or as a person, it's not about all of this that's happening now, but whether you trust him with our country into the future. And um, not not so much, you know, he could have had sex with a thousand women, but it's what he's going to do going into the future. I think it sort of relates back to, you, you know, you discern between what a job was and what a person's uh, personal preferences were and where we should concentrate our efforts. And I think everybody wants what's best for the country, but then they want to dilute it with um, all these other issues when we should be just looking to the future. Right. So Maybe I was just making a statement rather than... That is totally appropriate, Dean. It's better to make the statement and assert the premise than to ask questions and arrive at the same conclusion. So the the uh, yeah, I mean, this that's why I said to the I think Ralph was the previous caller that this is the universal adoption or near universal adoption of the Clinton standard that it, that the personal behavior doesn't really matter. What matters is what are you going to do for me, right? As an elected official, as the president, I don't care. If you're a scumbag, it doesn't matter. As long as I get what I want from you as an elected official, then we're good to go. That's the standard. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, no, I would submit that that's not an ethical standard, but I lost that argument over the course of the last, what, 30 years. I guess, so then you argue about how much do ethics play in politics. Mm Mm-hmm. Do Uh, they? Yeah, not much at all anymore, no? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You cannot construct enough laws to keep immoral people uh, following laws, right? Because immoral, unethical people will obviously break the law. They don't have ethics. That's... That's part of the. That's the deal. It's like a criminal, right? They they commit crimes. It's that's their jam. <laughs> but then, to me, it comes to mind. Well, I'm not going to vote for anybody except Jesus because we're all we're all sinners. We all had faults, and if anybody looks hard enough, yeah. they can find them. So don't we have to maybe look beyond that to you know, what what they accomplish rather than how they accomplish it? Yeah, sure. I mean, we all agree there isn't a perfect person that is out there, but I think that there are people that behave better than others. No. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. So the question then becomes, what are you willing? So the question then is, what are you willing to accept? Right. And what level of misbehavior are you willing to and we and like society and voters like are we all willing to accept? And what used to be the standard? um, This is what you know, this is what the degradation of the culture looks like. And I remember having these debates with people when you're when, when you're defining deviancy down and you keep 
making more deviant behavior the norm, then we should not be surprised when you have more of that deviancy, right? And that's and, and that's yeah, what we've got. Last quick question. Is it the degradation or is it the exposure, do you think? Because it seems like this is, you know, you could find the stories from the beginning of time. It's just that now everything's so exposed. No, I think it's, I think it's uh, more opportunity along with more exposure, but I believe that it is, it, it, yeah, I believe it's getting worse. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thank Dean, you. I yeah, appreciate the call. Um, I do believe it's getting worse. Trump also called for, because we're, well, here, perfect example, Gary Hart. Do you remember that name? Gary Hart had his presidential aspirations destroyed because he was on the, he, he challenged the media that was asking him about whether or not he was carrying on an extramarital affair. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and try to bust me, whatever. And then they did. Uh, they got like telephoto lenses on their cameras and they got him on that boat what was it called like the horseplay or the messing around or something like that and you know they got these pictures of him with jessica hahn was that her no or was that was that jim baker jessica hahn right right sorry so these like these types of affairs took down politicians in the past until bill clinton and after that it didn't really matter so that's why i never like, I, again, I have no sympathy for people of the left who are trying to or, or I, yeah, they're trying to make some sort of an argument about Trump and how he's, you know, he's this lech and how, oh, he's nasty and he's had all the sex with the porn stars and all this. Like, you guys don't care about that. You told us you don't care about that. So now I know that you're just a hypocrite. You're trying to make me care more than you. Right. You want me to care about this thing because it's a it's a unilateral disarmament tactic. Right. Trump also called for his supporters to protest in response and to take our nation back. Trump said in his Truth Social post that his prediction was based on illegal leaks. So to Dean's point, yeah, this has not happened yet. So it's hard. It's hard. Um, the monkey business. Thank you, Joe. It's called the monkey business was the name of the boat. Um, it's hard to know exactly what we're dealing with. All right. Are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's Military Surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school, traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim. He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time. American made because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear, Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Uh, former President Donald Trump on Saturday shocked the world with an announcement that he expects to be arrested Tuesday. Oh, thank you, by the way. Donna Rice was the woman's name with uh, Gary Hart. Donna Rice. Um. All right, so former Trump, uh, former president, former Trump, former president Donald Trump uh, announced that he expects to be arrested Tuesday in connection with an ongoing investigation by Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg, a case legal scholars have suggested has a questionable legal basis. The investigation involves Trump's 2016 alleged payment of $130,000 in hush money to Stormy Daniels via his former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, whom he later reimbursed. While Bragg has not announced specific charges, 
Legal scholars such as George Washington University professor Jonathan Turley are predicting an indictment for falsifying business records under New York Section 175. Such a charge would likely be based on Trump's labeling his reimbursement of Cohen as a legal expense. Okay, so that's going to be what they go after him for. They say it's a, they, it, right that he that he falsified some business documents because he called it a legal expense. Here's the problem. It's a legal expense. (laughs) To me, it looks pretty obviously as a legal expense. His attorney, Joe Tacopina, has argued that Trump's payment to Michael Cohen, who was his lawyer, was in fact a legitimate legal fee. But when you're like, what is hush money besides extortive? But what is hush money? These are nuisance settlements, right? When, When you get to be rich and powerful like me, no, I'm kidding. But when you get to be rich and powerful, you end pe- people make all sorts of allegations. This is why Reverend Billy Graham was never alone with a woman, ever. Always had somebody else in the room with him, so you could never be accused of anything like this. Because this has been going on for a long time. Just the accusation alone can destroy a career. So, a charge would likely be based on Trump's labeling this as a legal expense. Tacopina says it was a legitimate legal fee. Uh, he that Trump never directly paid Stormy Daniels. He paid his lawyer for services rendered, i.e. legal fees. And if you call it a settlement, well, what is that, right? She signed a non-disclosure agreement, right? They, they, they signed some sort of a settlement deal drafted by lawyers. I'm thinking it's a legal fee. The payments were made to a lawyer, The payments were made to Trump's lawyer, which would be considered legal fees. Michael Cohen was his lawyer at the time, and Cohen advised him that this was the proper way to do it to protect himself and his family from embarrassment. Right. So when your lawyer is telling you this is the way you do it, give me the money. We write the settlement document. The lawyers sign off on it. Everybody signs it, and we take the money and pay. I think that's not that is not. That's that, It's not beyond the realm to consider that to be a legal fee. In fact, I would say that it is exactly what it is. Now, that charge has a two-year statute of limitations. So Bragg could not pursue it based only on that basis. So now you got to get into some lawyering and into some judicial activism. So Bragg has the discretion to convert it to a classy felony if he can prove that Trump's alleged intent to defraud involved further criminal intent to either hide the commission of another crime or to assist in the commission of that other crime. And what is that other crime? Campaign finance violations. That's what they're going to try to, they're going to try to piggyback off of. They're going to say, oh, okay, well, this statute may have run out, but it could be a felony if there was another crime being committed. And they're going to say that that was campaign finance laws were violated. And if so, he could face four years in prison because that's a felony. But he would need to demonstrate that the payments occurred specifically with the intent to affect the election. Again, that's going to be difficult if John Edwards skated. Again, new standard Democrats, you guys put it in place. So John Edwards skates, so too should Donald Trump. He said the lawyer for Trump says the payment was not illegal both because Trump used his own money and because he would have made the payment regardless of whether he was running for president or not. Yeah, so how do you prove otherwise? How, how, 
you're going to get somebody that's going to say, oh, I know Trump would think, you know, this was about the election, not about embarrassment or whatever. I, I don't. How do you prove that? All Trump has to say is I did it because I wanted to spare my wife the embarrassment. I didn't want it to become public. Or maybe he says, like, this was just shakedown money and I pay these types of things all the time. They just make the people go away because famous people do that all the time, even if they're innocent. So, yeah, how are you going to prove that this is that 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 was the intent here? All right, let me go back to the phone lines. Here is uh, Jimmy. Welcome to the program. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, uh, Pete. Um, you, you know, your comment earlier about please don't go up there. They'll put, you know, you know, Democrats in T-shirts. And, uh, you know, I, I can't believe he actually said protest, protest, protest. Mm-hmm. Come to New York, you know, come to It's a setup. And I kind of wonder, whose side is he on anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a fair question. If you saw the way it went down on January 6th, and all of the people still in jail over that, why would you be encouraging more people to throw themselves into the pit with the lions? Exactly. And you know, we're here March 21st. Oh, my God. It was worse than 9-11. Oh, <laughs> That's what we're here. Yeah. Like, why would you say that? Wear hats, put signs in your yard, um, you know, honk the horn, you know, flash your lights, do whatever. But don't go up there. Yeah. Right. I, I would submit there's probably a better way to, to, quote, protest than to go to the heart of Leftlandia and uh, and and throw yourselves uh, up against law enforcement who then have the exactly. power Donate to money. rob you of your freedoms. Yeah. Donate money to whatever. Don't go up there. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Jimmy, I appreciate the call, man. All right. All right. Thanks. Uh, 704-570-1110 and uh, 1-800-WBT-1110. The email, by the way, is Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Next up is Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Let me tell you what the bottom line is. The bottom line is, are you financially better when Trump was in office or when we got the idiot Biden in office? And speaking about having sex... They ain't nobody want to have sex with Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so first off, I'll answer your first question. I am better off financially now than I was under Trump, but that's just because I had different opportunities. I don't, I, I don't ever, I, I don't credit Trump or Biden for my successes. And, well, and, and as for the sex standard, the one thing that, the one thing that Biden did that I don't understand, we were a hundred percent. Um, we didn't need no help from any other country. We were completely, the United States was completely, could stand on his own. He cut the darn pipeline off and among other things that he done. And I just don't understand it. That is one reason why we paying, well, it just about got up to $5 a gallon here in North Carolina, but it's back down to about oh, $29 yeah. look, now. Oh, hey, look, I, I, like at a, at a macroeconomic level, it is undeniable that the country is in worse shape financially than uh, now than it was under President Trump. Absolutely. I, 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 I would uh, submit that that's in large part due to the reckless spending that Joe Biden and the Democrats have engaged in. But also Donald Trump did a bit of that, too. Right. Donald Trump spent a whole bunch of money during the pandemic. So, like, the, the check is coming due on this stuff. Right. It is. Yeah. So And, they, and they're taking it from the regular um, American people wanting to raise taxes on the middle class. 
so they say they don't want to make it on the rich, but the rich has got so many darn tax breaks, it's all going to fall back on the um, middle class. Yeah. And the United States people. Well, and even and even so, and you're you're correct there. But and even so, inflation is a hidden tax, and so the the poorest uh, are hardest hit by inflationary uh, uh, increases, and that's what we're seeing. So, Mike, I appreciate the call, sir. Look, and and I recognize, like I might be not one of the, uh, I might be an anomaly here in that uh, I am in a better financial position now than I was when Trump was president. But again, that's just because I'm working here now, and I was working for myself. I had started a podcast; it was successful. But, like, it is, I now do that and this. So it's, you know, and, you know, up in the mountains, it's, uh, it's harder, to, harder to make a living up there. The joke up in Asheville is, uh, welcome to Asheville, bring your own job. So, uh, oh, that's true. Um, and so let me go over here to an email real quick. This is from Joseph, who says the only response uh, is for Republican DAs to start indicting them, I guess Democrats. Uh, They won't, though, because we are better than them, which is code for the Republicans are paid opposition whose job it is to lose. This is why they get the title of the New Jersey Generals of Politics, right? Is that the – isn't that the team that always loses to the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, the Washington Generals. The New Jersey Generals were the – I think that was the fake NFL team, right? That what's-his-face Herschel Walker played for? No. Right. Wasn't that the one – yeah. Wasn't that the one that Trump owned? The New Jersey Generals? I think so. I don't know. The Washington Generals are the ones that... Thank you, Chris. All right, so yeah, the paid opposition, right? Or the uh, controlled opposition. Sometimes I hear it. As for protesting, Joseph says, doing nothing is the best way. This reminds me. All right, I'll say in a minute. Let me finish his email. He says, first, do not enlist in the military or police force. Leave the cities, spend the money on professionals to pay as little tax as possible. If you qualify, get every handout you can from the system to bleed it dry. That's Cloward and Piven. Don't go to college either. Be a tradesman. As the empire crumbles, huge amounts of money will be spent to patch up its decaying infrastructure. All of these things are happening already. People are leaving cities. Recruitment for soldiers and cops is flatlined. College enrollment is down. I know people are frustrated, but your inaction is actually more punitive then stupidly taking to the streets just to get nailed by the commies running the system. Um, there's a term for this. Going galt. That's what Joseph is describing here in this email. It's also the, the means by which people uh, resisted in communist nations. They just would refuse to do stuff. You, you know, to a point... Like, okay, yes, you're going to have to go to the factory, but, you know, I'm going to call in sick a bunch. I'm not going to really work very hard. I'm going to you know, slow roll stuff, right? That's the way. So there are all sorts of ways that people kind of resist this kind of behavior. And it's going galt based off of the Ayn Rand story, Atlas Shrugged. Uh, all right, let me go back to the phones here and get David on. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm all right. What's up? Well, you know, a lot of people are saying, why now, you know, with these cases that are in the news? And the answer is pretty simple. They're never going to let him be president again, no matter what it takes. These cases are designed to be slow rolled out near the primaries, through the primaries, all the way up to 2024. And we're not just talking about people on the left. There's people on the right Mm -hmm. that just will not allow him 
ever to get close to that desk again. Sure, but and there are a lot people. Of it's his own fault. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. January six had never happened. There were senators ready to pr- to produce evidence, questions, you know, to the twenty sixteen you know election or twenty the uh, twenty twenty election. Which you know also reminds me, in the 2016, there were Democrats that contested his election right. in, in the Congress. Yeah, Democrats have but, done that same thing repeatedly over the years, yeah. Yes, they have. But because of what happened on January 6th, they could not bring out what they wanted to. Right. It, it, it pretty much stopped it dead in its tracks, which is exactly what the Democrats wanted, which leads to conspiracy theories on who was behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Trump getting up there and saying, protest, 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 my reaction to that is, are you stupid? Do you want another January 6th? I mean, go ahead and play right into the Democrat hands and go out there, and like you say, in the enemy's backyard and protest. That's just dumb. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I am trying to see it in any other light other than this is a bullying, strong-arm intimidation tactic. Well, it sounds desperate. It me. does. Yeah, it For does. Trump. It sounds desperate. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know what, like, what do you think happens? Do you think the DA, uh, when when confronted with, you know, a mob of people at his uh, downtown Manhattan office, he's going to be like, okay, you know what, everybody? Uh, all right, we're not going to charge him. Uh, deal's off, right? Do you think yeah, that happens? Exactly. No. No. Right. No. Yeah. They, you know, the other thing I was going to say is, you know, the way Trump loves to give nicknames to people, and since she's pretty much cloned the gloves down with her comparison to some mushrooms in a video game, I, I would say the gloves are off. Um, Trump needs to start referring to her as Saggy Daniels. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thank you, David. Uh, no. no, maybe not. I was going to say I appreciate the call, but I'm not sure. <laughs> all right, we'll get to Ron DeSantis' remarks on all of this. Up next.